springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Did you know there were over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Did someone say brunch? Leave the egg hunting to the kids. We'll have even more fine hunting for your brilliant brunch, Riesling. Ham's sweet and salty richness pairs perfectly with sweeter wines with bold fruit. How about a juicy Pinot Noir? Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. From burnout and exhaustion to joy and fulfillment. Through the act of serving consciously, it's time to rediscover your passion. It's live with Elizabeth and guests on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Serving Consciously. So happy that you're able to join us again this afternoon. This hour, as you know, is all about conscious service, how you as a service provider can actually return to your original inspiration, find a sense of fulfillment in the service that you're providing, and elevate the quality of the service that you offer. I've met so many service providers over the years who've become disillusioned and depleted as a result of following their desire to contribute in the world. In fact, I can relate to that myself on a personal level. And that just doesn't make sense to me in the long run. So while there are many layers in conscious service, one of the most vital aspects is the honoring of self, the focus on personal joy, and looking away from the energy of sacrifice. The sacrifice really has no place in service. As always, I encourage you to check out my website at servingconsciously.com. And you know if you've been there before that I've added lots of resources. There's, resources. There's always new blogs, things that you can access, um, even my full research paper with the results from my project, which was the birth of the conscious service approach, if you're interested in that. And as well, I'm, I'm always carrying on a wait list for those interested in hearing about offerings and registration for my online programs. So please do check it out. I'd love to hear from you there. So today, the theme of today's show is a journey to self-love, something that we obviously talk about quite often in relation to conscious service. Self-love is absolutely essential if we're hoping to be effective in service to others and to enjoy a sense of well-being and health as we do so. And self-love is often a barrier for many service providers who are more comfortable with giving than with receiving. My guest today is here to share with us her own journey and the lessons she's learned as a result. Give me a second here to introduce Cindy Mackey. Cindy Mackey is a life coach and intuitive who is absolutely passionate about her work. She's a heart-centered, positive thinker who offers doing what she loves to facilitate others in living a life filled with passion, fulfillment, and satisfaction. Cindy is interested in all kinds of things, but hands down, her truest joy in life is to encourage and support people in finding and living their true, authentic selves. As an intuitive and empath, she brings a unique body-mind-spirit approach to sessions with successful people who find themselves stuck or looking for answers in some area of their lives. Through coaching, energy work, or a combination of services, clients create change on a deeper level in a meaningful and powerful way. They get unstuck and move forward in life led by passion and fueled with certainty for the future. Cindy is trained internationally in specialized coach training with Marsha Weeder, as well as co-active coaching through the Coaches Training Institute. She is a Reiki master and has many different healing modalities to draw upon, including her favorite modality, Nova Light Therapy. 
She received her certification in this modality in the beautiful setting of Maui and regards this gentle, life-affirming energy work as the most powerful and profound she has ever experienced. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm thrilled to be here myself, too. I'm very excited. We have some really interesting things planned for our listeners today, so we'll get on with it. Now, I've given a little bit of your background there in, in that introduction, but I wonder if you could tell us, Cindy, a little bit more just about your personal life path so far and what's led you to where you're at at this moment doing what you're doing. Well, certainly. Thanks very much for the opportunity to do that. Um, in the bio, um, it talks about me being passionate about helping people, supporting them, encouraging them. And that's certainly been a lifelong uh, path for me. Um, but, you know, over my lifetime, I've had certainly traumas that other people, normal people have in their lives. But I think mine have been very specific in terms of shaping where I'm going and how and how my life's unfolded. So um, I'm the oldest of four children. So I had, you know, was born into being responsible and <laughs> Uh, I also, you know, have known since I was very young that that I feel other people's feelings, and I even so much as a child be was very concerned about going outside to play and walk on the stones and the grass because I knew that they were alive and I didn't want to hurt them. So I had to <laughs> work my way through that. But um, so it's definitely been a learning experience. I. Um, really think, you know, the idea of being on a journey of self-love is just keeps blooming and blossoming and getting deeper and deeper as life goes on for me. Um, I, you know, was divorced after 10 years of marriage. I got married when I was 19. Um, my son Cody was born in 1985 and he passed away from suicide in 2008. Um, and certainly I was in a long-term uh, relationship after my marriage that ended about five years after my son Cody passed away. And all of these things have been directing me to, to look at myself and take care of myself and um, to learn and grow and evolve. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I always chuckle when, when we talk about things, Cindy, because there's such parallels in our experiences. <laughs> and I mean, when you talked about just being concerned about going outside, I mean, I don't myself remember as a child being concerned about hurting the grass or the snow. <laughs> But I just thought, boy, that just gives a whole other element of, you know, walking on eggshells. Yeah. <laughs> is that the truth? Isn't yeah, it? no kidding. No kidding. Thank you for sharing that. There's there's so much um, that I can relate to in what you've shared and how really powerful those kinds of experiences are in, like you said, shaping who you are and what your purpose is and your, mm. you know, where that desire is for, for contributing through service in the world. Yes. Thank you. Um, so you work, as we mentioned here, with a number of modalities, um, like the variety, right, <laughs> for healing and insight. Can you tell yeah. us just a little bit more about some of those various methods that you use, like what seems to be most prominent for you right now and, and what you draw on? Oh, certainly. Um, the first uh, training I ever did was with therapeutic touch, which really gives you an opportunity or a sense of being able to um, – uh, feel energy. So that kind of opened my eyes up to, okay, what this feeling I have is, is energy and it can be directed and you can use it. Um, right now, my most favorite modality that I work with is the Nova Light Work um, because it allows me to use the, the skills and, and gifts that I have to be able to go ahead and um, look into people energetically and see where their blocks are. 
Um, and then from that, I can tap into the emotion that triggers it. And then the work that we would do together would be to release that or heal it, as, as some people might think. Um, but certainly I've done lots of hands-on healing types of uh, trainings and also ones that are more um, mental, like learning practices and, and um, pathways to follow. And because I think because I've had the opportunity to try a lot of different things, I, I, I realize now that my path is the intuitive path. I'm not one that goes through the mind and says step one, step two, step three. I need to let it flow through and whatever comes up is allowed to come up. So Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so how do you find then, is it, do you think then it's the point of, of, you know, realizing that the intuitive approach is the most powerful for you, that gives you that um, ability to integrate the practices and to know, um, you know, how you would use that with somebody in a session? Or do you find that people come to you knowing what type of healing that they want? Or um, it's, it's probably a combination of both of them. Um, I think sometimes people will tell me that, you know, they, they meet me or they read about me or however they come across information about me and they just know that she's the one that can help me. So I've had people say that to me. Um, and so that's one aspect of, of how people come. And, and some of it is people come kind of, I want to say, kicking and screaming <laughs> <laughs> that, so, you know, something gets them to come and see me and they, they will specifically say, I don't really know why I'm here, but I'm here. Um, and so that's why I think the intuitive, uh, approach is so works so well for me because I'm able to be present for whatever shows up. Right. And you know what? Sorry, go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. (laughs) What I'm hearing (laughs) you say too, is that people seem to be intuitively guided to you as well. You know, so you're, yeah, like, I mean, you're drawing into your own intuitive energy in the way that you offer service. And that's exactly kind of what you're pulling in and drawing to you as well. Yes, yes, that's right. So that way we have a really good fit and there's really good rapport. And then it's like there's um, not instant trust, but there's a trust that's there already, like common ground. And I think that that's really important, too, because um I'm sure you find this too, but um, when you're ready to do a release of something or to heal something that's been around for a long time and you've been frustrated because you've been stuck there, um, you need to feel really safe and secure that as you move forward, things are going to work out and they're going to be okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Tell us if you can, is there some sort of, uh, you know, theory and and, um, some other information that is grounding the nova light work okay um uh what do i want to say about that well definitely um in terms of energy there's all kinds of information out about quantum physics and um you know how powerful our thoughts are to influence things and um certainly through the heart math institute there's all kinds of research um that supports you know our heart is very intuitive our heart has actual um neurons like more than our brain does and our heart takes in all kinds of information and then informs our brain or our mind about what's going on with ourselves Mm -hmm. um so that whole um idea of an intuitive knowing i think is grounded in that kind of information and it's not necessarily information that you know people in the general public would be out seeking and looking to find out about 
um, because it's not something that you can see. It's not, you know, like here's my my mathematic equation to show you how I came up with this answer. Um, So I think that's unnerving for some people because it feels a little bit, they get a little bit skeptical or it's a little bit scary and they're not really sure what's going to happen. And, you know, in general, human beings don't really want to have change. We want to have certainty and we want to know what's going to happen. So if you're going to go into... Um, you know, a realm of, ooh, I don't know what this is all about. It can be really scary for people. Yes. I love what you were saying there, though, too, about the, um, I'm not sure now exactly the words you use, the neurons in our heart and and the, you know, um, the knowing, I guess, that our heart has. Mm, Yes. Right? Beyond any other aspect of ourselves. And it just sort of clued me into you know, something I grapple with, and I think that's probably common for a lot of people and maybe a lot of service providers as well, is that we often ignore our heart. Yes. And what you were just saying, like, just that really resonated with me in the moment. It was like, well, no wonder then that that can be so um, unnerving and upsetting if, you know, if we're gathering so much information through our heart and containing so much in there and then ignoring that, Mm. how get kind of stuck really well that's true and and i you know it's it's like there's a pipeline and that the enter the information keeps coming through and coming through and coming through and if and if we keep on resisting it then you know that creates more stuckness i i think so oh sorry um i just and i wanted to add as well too that there's an aspect of trust that we we need to create within ourselves to trust that that feeling that I have or that sense that I have or that knowing that I have or that, you know, sometimes people get kind of words in their head in their own voice to to learn to trust that, you know, and to, um, and which is a journey in and of itself, because I I know that's certainly been part of what I've learned over the, the years of taking those different kinds of trainings and learning that, you know, when you feel this, you actually do feel it. Um, Yeah. Well, and that goes right back to being able to honor and respect our intuitive mm-hmm. voice, right? Really? Yes. yes. Okay. We have a friend in the background there, don't we? Yes. I'm just <laughs> going to um, see if I can alleviate that barking, and I'm sorry yes. about that. That's okay. Let's take a quick little break. Okay. And, and I'll give you a second to do that, and we'll come back and carry on. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. No problem. You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and we'll be right back after this message with Cindy Mackey. Is part of your life mission to be of service to others? Making a difference in the world is a tall order. You are the resource when it comes to serving humanity. Beyond taking care of yourself, learn to create self-connection in your life. Integrate who you are with what you do 
find a source of inspiration and energy that surpasses your wildest imagination. Register for the Self-Connection Series at www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Look under Programs and Services for details. Are you a helping professional looking for inspiration, resources, and community? Visit socialworkhelper.com for relevant articles and learning opportunities. Connect with other difference makers in the world. Socialworkhelper.com Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and we're talking today with Cindy Mackey, um, focusing in on a number of different intuitive, energetic healing modalities. And just before the break, we were talking specifically about Nova Lightwork. And I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm finding it, you know, I'm, I'm sort of just getting right into everything that you're saying, Cindy. And it's like, okay, wait a second here. I need to be present. <laughs> And we talked about providing a little demonstration of how a Nova Lightwork session unfolds. Yes. And I volunteered to to do that with you. And it really wasn't a hard thing to volunteer for. And yet at the same time, I am aware of that little sense of vulnerability because I'm not exactly sure what's going to come up in this process. But I say, let's go for it. If you're game, I'm game. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm, I'm, um, I was looking forward to this part of it as well, too. And I think this is a great way um, for the people that are listening to kind of have the experience of what happens, so it's not quite so ominous yeah. and, uh, or unclear. And then even for yourself, I, I want to you know, congratulate you for your ability to be open and vulnerable, because that is how we affect change in our lives, is being willing to look and see what's what's behind the curtain, so to speak. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, talking about listening to the messages of the heart and trusting that, when it popped into my head when we were talking about getting ready for the show, I just thought, you know what? It just, it feels right. So let's let's do it. Super. That's great. Now, do you have anything specific that's going on in your life right now that's kind of nagging at you or bugging you? Or do you want to be just to kind of have a look and see? I do have definitely uh, a few specific things. One okay. thing is that we are transitioning my um, my family, my um, adult children, and my grandson. We've all lived together here in this house in Vancouver for five years. Mm. And the, we all have to move um, in the next several months, but my daughter and grandson are moving out, um, well, in a couple of weeks to get him settled before he starts school in September. So that is a huge, huge transition that's going on right now. Mm, yes, I can. Yeah, I can imagine how that would be. And in terms of, you know, um, what I'm picking up energetically from you is that 
oh my gosh, you are the most beautiful soul, so strong, so wise, so grounded, so like, wow, powerful and big, you know, tall. Um, so what I, I see kind of like two things happening. It's like a dichotomy. Like part of you is like, good for you, you know, especially to your grandson. He feels very dear to you. Um, it's like, and you're like, this is exactly what you need to do. And you go and move on the way, you know, you go along the way. And, it, and it's kind of like the, you know, how uh, the mother birds kind of put the babies out of the nest and tell them to fly. And they just trust that they're going to go and fly. Like the the very highest part of you is absolutely certain that they're, this is the best thing that could ever happen. And things are wonderful. And then there's another part that's like, oh, I'm, you know, there's like, I feel, and, yeah. and it's, um, it, it's not an attachment. I, I wouldn't go and say anything as strong as that, but it's this, there's a little tinge of, I'm kind of worried that you're going to be okay in there. And I think that's, if there's been any friction or any kind of um, angst around this move, I think it's coming, coming from that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to go and see where, what's, what that's about. Okay. Um, so what's coming up is an old pattern of strife. And what I mean, does strife mean anything to you specifically? Or Absolutely, yes. Okay. Okay. It's my middle name, Cindy. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. So let's, let's, do you want to do a little bit of work with that to kind of yeah. see if you can kind of smooth it out and make it not quite so like, it's, it's, it's like this very, um, very, it's very subtle in you and I think you it feels like you've done lots of work to to change that and and move it around a little bit so but it, it's like it's in standing in the corner and had its head as if it was a person it would have its head bowed and it says you know don't look at me I'm not I don't pay any attention to me but at the same time it's still present and it's still there so um in terms of being able to to work with that little part of yourself around the strife it's like, I feel like it's like a, a soldier and it's like, I've been told to do this. I've been told to do this. And this is, you know, um, I just kind of keep on giving out my message of strife. And it feels like it's a bit of, it's been in place for a long time and it's more of a protection, protection kind of um, guardian, I want to say. Okay. Um, but it also feels like, you know, that it's time for it to go and it knows that as well, too. It's yeah. not that it has its own brain or anything, but it's like I'm I'm gonna stay here until you until you tell me that it's okay that I can go, um, which is really awesome. That's gotta speak a lot to your soul and the level of that you're at because most things are like they're they don't want to be released. They're like I'm here to do my job and you're get away from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is like okay, I'm just waiting for the word. I'm waiting for the word. So if you could talk to your strike, what would you say to it? Hmm. I would say, I would say that you have, you've done your, your work, that you've done your job. Okay. And that I appreciate, you know, the input. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate what I've learned. And I'm really, really ready to, you know, to go our separate ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's this whole thing about everyone having to, to disperse and move is beautiful energy for releasing all kinds of things that you might want to release right now. Okay. So as you were speaking those words, I'm, I got a really strong, I get feelings and then they turn into pictures. So the feeling I had was 
you know, like your your strife is standing there, and it's a, it's in terms of how it looks like it looks exactly like you do. Um, and as you're speaking those words, it's like that part of you is getting tears in its eyes, and it's like feeling really like, oh, you really do see me, and you really know me, and you really, and I'm really ready to go. Thank you. There's so much gratitude there. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Really, 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 really strong, and I and I feel like it's it's you know drifting away and it's it's dissipating, um, like going back to source is the way that I would describe it. Um, and in terms of what effect that will have on you, I I, I kind of feel like if there when I was talking about if there is any kind of angst um, around your daughter and grandson leaving, I think that'll just kind of be gone, and. It'll be gone in a way that you don't go, oh, I don't feel like that anymore. It'll be like after they move, you'll be like, oh, I'm going along and doing my thing. And you're, and somebody will, you know, say, how are things since everyone's moved out? And you'll be like feeling very like, oh, they're good. And it's going to be kind of like, a, wow, they are really good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So it's very, very, very nice. And I mean, that might have feel like it was a very... Um, like easy peasy kind of a thing. But the reason it occurred that way is because you're very ready to do that. Like very ready, very ready for the next chapter of your life. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. And mm. you know, it's funny. It reminded me so much this whole time. It's reminded me of, you know, when my son was getting ready to move out here, you know, when I was still back in Thunder Bay and kind of going through that whole process. And then when my daughter was getting ready to move, like, you know, it's sort of like repeating. Do you notice that in your life at all? Cindy, where it feels like, oh boy, I've been here before, and like here I am going through this. Feels almost like identical emotional experience. Yes, yes, that absolutely um, does happen to me, and I notice that um, with the people that I work with as well too. Sometimes they are quite frustrated and like, I already did that. Yeah, <laughs> I've already done this, and and you know, but it, my sense about it is that it comes in layers, and it's connected to different patterns in our life and different things that we have going on in our life so it's like it, it can't it's not like you can you know read a whole book at once like okay I'm just going to read it all and then I'm going to be done it's more like I can read this chapter and then I'm going to read the next chapter and disconnect and disconnect and disconnect and the whole time you're doing work on yourself and clearing those old patterns or beliefs or habits is you're getting clearer and clearer and clearer so you know it, it would be kind of a cool thing if we could you know, at the beginning of each year, write down things that we're working on and things that bother us and where we're happy. And then at the end of the year, go back and look at it and see how much has changed. Because I don't think we realize how much changes for us when we work on ourselves and clear things. Yes, I agree with you there for sure. Sometimes it can take a really long time. And I've had moments where, you know, something's happened, maybe triggered something, you know, old. And I've responded differently and like actually looked at myself in the mirror and realized, oh, geez, you know, like two years ago, I would have done something completely different than what I just did. And like, where did that actually happen? Where the shift took place? You know, that's why I think it's so important, like that maintaining that mm. sense of self-connection so we can watch what's happening Yes, as closely as possible. And yet, like, with, you know, like, I mean, with this process that we just went through here. Um, it just shows me again how easy it is for us to become disconnected mm -hmm. from what's happening. And, and you know, the one the insight that sort of, you know, came into my, my head really, and I guess I felt it as well during that process, was that, geez, that, that strife and that struggle 
really only wanted to be recognized. <laughs> mm. When you were saying that, it was like, oh my gosh, like look at the resistance I've had around that instead of saying, you know, thank you. Thank mm. you. This is what you've shown me. This is what I've learned. This is how I've grown, part of how I've grown stronger. Mm. You know, and this is how I like to just learn, I think, too, to be gentle with those feelings. Yes. Around yeah. struggle and strife, right? Because mm-hmm. I know for most of the, for me, most of the time, I want to resist that. Yes. Yet I find myself experiencing it a lot, you mm. know, in a mm. lot of different areas. <laughs> <laughs> so well, maybe that's, that's awesome. all she needed. <laughs> that's all she needed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was um, like really the words you spoke were very sincere and they were full of love and full of, you know, acceptance as well, too. And I think that that's another key part of it. It's the intention that comes behind it as well, too, because we can say a mantra every day in the mirror, you know, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore or, or whatever, whatever mantra we use. But if we don't put that feeling behind it and that intention and we're not quite ready to let it go, then, you know, it's, takes I don't know if it really actually would release I totally agree with you there is I mean even sometimes the words might not even necessarily matter as much as the feeling behind the the intention right Mm -hmm. the energetic like and actually letting ourselves feel it yes 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 instead of just thinking it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm but get in our in those powerful hearts that we (laughs) have Yeah. Wow, that was amazing. I mean, I could go on and on with this forever. <laughs> Maybe we'll oh. do this again another time. Right? Sure. I, but I, here's a question, because I imagine that this happens for you as well when you're doing sessions with people, um, that they may have questions that pop up after you've gone through oh. the process. Yep, yep, for sure. For sure. So, so something my intuition is saying, and maybe you can tune into this as well, and okay. I think we've been saying it for a while, but it really came through clearly again was that this release of this bit here right now, you mentioned not only will I be able to see um, things truly being mm. okay and, and, you know, moving into that highest vision that I can hold at that yeah. part of myself for how we'll all go through this process and land on the other side, I feel like it's going to remove a big chunk of barrier, for lack of a better word right now, in other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, because it's almost like a, a matrix or it's like pulling the linchpin, you know, the linchpin that holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Is when it's no longer there, the rest of it falls away. So, um, and it's great that you asked that question because what's coming coming that I want to share with you is that to allow those things to fall away, which sometimes can be uncomfortable because it's like, Ooh, well, I always have to feel like this, you know? Um, and I don't know what it feels like to not feel like this or to be um, an example I would give. I don't know if this is necessarily true for you, but we get a whole bunch of things in our, our mind that we think about this and I got to do that and I got to do this and I got to do that. No, oh, how am I going to do all that? No. And yeah. it's, 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 so when I say about letting it go, it's like, it's, you know, tapping into the heart and seeing what it has to show us, tell us, or what we feel, and know that 
I'm done with that. I've put that down and I'm moving into a new space. So that's where the um, coaching part comes in that I do is around helping people to create the vision for what they're moving toward. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a 12 page detailed as, you know, aspect of this is what's all going to happen. It can be as simple as this is how I want to feel. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and I want to feel like everything is good. Yes. Because I think, I mean, it's very easy, right, to make that big, long list or create those vision boards or those, you know, all that kind of stuff Yeah. with what you think you want to manifest. It's still, most of the time is pointing to things outside of us. Yes. Where I really do believe that, too, that the direct route is to go with what, how do I wish to feel? Excellent. That's excellent. Right. And then out there talking about those kinds of things but I think it takes a while sometimes well I know for me it has to get my self around that like what does that actually mean you know yes um, to let, allow myself to imagine the feelings that I want to experience in in this intended life that I'm working towards or creating beautiful that's that's very profound the way that, that you've spoken that and I think that um, my whole thought around self-love is what allows us to do that yeah you know because that's a, a complete trust in ourselves and you know by definition I would um, my favorite one is very simple and straightforward is it's profound acceptance of self I love that and you know, that was actually the next question I was going to ask you Need okay. you to be in a state of self-love, profound acceptance of self. And that means the whole package. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it doesn't mean that, okay, snap your fingers, you love yourself, and get, get on, get into that, and get going on that. It's, it's a much more gentle, gradual, and it's definitely a process. It's definitely a process. It absolutely is, isn't it? And it's also something that's so... Um, you know, and I've talked about this before, but um, it's not just about those big things that we do in our mm-hmm. life after we've suffered for 20 years and we make some decision to get out of the, the state of suffering or the situation of suffering. Um, it's it's the day-to-day way that we treat ourselves. Exactly. And you, you know when we're just, on. yeah, and that's, I mean, I only just had an epiphany about that, I don't know, a year ago, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you were talking about... Um, you know, the, all the thinking that we do sometimes about, oh, I got to do this, or then it's, you know, I do this, then I have to do that. And there's this going on, that going on. And this, we think we have to put this mental energy on certain aspects of our life and we get used to doing it. Yes. So we, we can't imagine not being in that spiral and then obviously feeling with whatever goes along with that particular spiral. And I had a, a, um, a moment I don't know, but a few months ago where I realized one morning that I would start off every morning sort of with the same thought pattern um, Mm -hmm. about, you know, about whatever it it was, about a certain situation in my my finances or something, what I had to figure out, you know, these bills and that bill and whatever else. Yes. Ben, which has been a longstanding pattern, right? Going back to times where, you know, I had financial struggles and things like that. And so I always felt like if I kept track of it and, and I thought about it and I knew where it was, then, you know, I was somehow maintaining control. Yeah. You know, I went through a time years ago where, you know, I, 
even after I got things stabilized, I would feel sick to my stomach pulling into the bank parking lot, you know, and realizing, you know, for the last two years, I've been okay, but I still feel like throwing up when I'm pulling you know, like what's going on? And I noticed that pattern again, and I thought, you know, really, I, I can call it whatever I want, but repetitive thinking about something like this really mm-hmm. comes down to worry, and mm-hmm. it's creating a feeling inside of me, like, do I really feel that my day will not be okay if I don't start it off like this? Yeah. You know, this kind of thought, and, and decided to, you know, let it go. Mm-hmm. And it, wow. Geez, very quickly, not to say that certain things have not, you know, popped up, you know, it's still, like you said, I think it's the layer thing that's like, oh, here's something else you might want to look at related to that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But pattern of feeling, you know, on some level, like I was committed to sitting there and going through that just sort of was like, okay, no, I don't really have to do that anymore. I can let it go. Beautiful. Wow. That's, that's a great process you've done there. I don't know, and it's only taken 53 years. <laughs> well, you know, I, I kind of have a, like a little statement I want to say about that. Is you did it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's done. You know, and that's very true, right? Like I've done that with myself before too, where I've, you know, where you, you get impatient for certain things to happen or whatever, like we all do, I think. Yeah. Um, that's a process and a practice as well. And then I've said to myself, will it really matter? Like if at the end of the year, you know, these things all come together or in the moment, even if it's not the end of this year, in the moment that it all comes together, will it matter to me if it happened in July or April? Right. It yes. won't really. That, yes. That's, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're quite interesting beings, aren't we, Cindy? Like, holy moly. Oh, absolutely fascinating. Like, absolutely fascinating. And I think, too, like you were saying with this process of, you know, um, learning how to actually love ourselves, because I, I do agree too. I think quite often we start off with the intellectual process. Of, mm-hmm. Oh yes, I, I do love myself and et cetera, et cetera. Um, which actually ends up meaning, meaning nothing if we're not really feeling it yes. or behaving towards ourselves in a loving way, which often is just taking place in the realm of our inner dialogue. That, absolutely true. I, and I think that, um, in the self-love process for me, and I think for many women in particular, but not only women, it's the self-talk. Yeah. That, that's where the where things you can really change things. And even you know, to and to begin that process is is to simply notice what am I saying to myself in my head, and rather than you know, and then the next step would be like if you hear something that's not so nice, you don't get on yourself like what you know like. <laughs> It's, it's, it's simply about being an observer and noticing, oh, that wasn't very nice. Oh, that that was really cutting. And would I say that to someone else? Never. I would never talk like that to, to a friend or someone that I was wanted to be close to. Absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the um, spiritual, um, a spiritual astrologer that I follow, spiritual life coach uh, Christopher Witecki, what I learned from him, because he talks a lot about self-love as well, um, he talked about, you know, your your little girl, you know, like if I'm thinking of myself, your little girl, um, and imagining that you're you're sitting there with her, and how would you speak to her? Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, and thinking about yourself in those terms. Yes, that's, that's a, a wonderful uh, image to have. 
makes it yeah makes it that much easier to do you know and I think that's what we need it are things that help it help it to be easier to actually step into that space and I and like you were saying acknowledge to be able to hear what what we're saying to ourselves and and just soften that um that dialogue because I know I and I I mean I think when I think about service providers, I find that there's often this tendency because we equate self-love with being selfish or being conceited or, you know, being connected to our ego and that kind of stuff when really self-love is more an act of, of quiet confidence and, and being humble and, and just being, you know, full of a different kind of joyful energy. Yeah. And I find that quite often there's this tendency to have to be sold on the merits of that. It's like we need to know how it will help us be able to give more to others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nope. right. Yeah. That, yeah. I've got to do some convincing there. Or it feels like we should convince, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, instead of us, like, there's like this difficulty in just accepting self-love and, and then, you know, self-care that flows out of self-love just yeah. as an act of honoring and valuing ourselves. Mm-hmm. How do you see self-love being connected to being of service in the world? Um, from my perspective, I say or I feel that you know self-love is very profound. And when I think about that definition that I kind of put out there before around profound acceptance of self. So no matter what I do, so if I was going to go do a little talk in front of a group and I get up there and I start talking and then I lose track of what I'm saying and I you know, I, I give this talk that feels like scattered all over the place. And, (laughs) you know, and then I think to myself after, Oh my goodness, what the heck were you doing? Like what, what, you know, and if I'm, so there's that part of it, but if I love myself, I will say it came out exactly the way it needed to. Yeah. You know, accepting very much accepting that's what needed to come out and trusting, trusting that the people in the room Maybe there was 10 people that needed to hear 10 different things. So that's why it came out all scattery. Um, you know, I, I don't think that I've got the, the be all and end all. And I'm certainly not the expert in, in, in what self-love is. Because I think we each have our own definition of what self-love is. And we perceive it in our own way as well, too. I love what you hit on there, though, too. Because I really think that a lot of people who identify as service providers, whether it's traditionally, you know, as a nurse, social worker, that kind of thing in healthcare, human services, or alternatively, doing energy work, or as a personal care provider to a loved one. I really feel like um, quite often there is that struggle with wanting to make sure that you're saying the right thing, doing the right thing, that you've offered the best guidance, that you, you know, that you've, that you're actually contributing or doing something that could be helpful or make a difference for people and that sometimes gets in the way of actually tuning in and allowing the service to flow through yes you know in a more sort of divine natural intuitive kind of way Mm -hmm. I hear that from students all the time when I'm teaching that they're afraid that they're going to say the wrong thing to somebody that they're not going to be able to help them that they won't know what kinds of resources to direct them towards that you know, that they're going to mess up mm-hmm. and that this sort of attachment to showing up in, in some kind of, you know, elusive state of perfection. Right. That's right. That's right. And, and really gets in the way, right, of actually being of authentic service, I think. 
I, 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 I agree with you with regard to that as well, because that's, you know, when we strive for that perfection or doing the perfect thing, um, I think we have lots of evidence in the world that shows us the world is not perfect and, and life is definitely not perfect. Um, so when people can come from a place of, you know, feeling grounded and knowing that no matter whatever they have to offer is exactly what the person who is receiving it needs. Um, and even if the person isn't happy with what they're offering them, I mean, it's it's sometimes about, you know, planting a seed, like mm-hmm. giving um, if the person is dissatisfied with with the service they get or they don't like what a person says. I mean, that right away, my instinct about that says that well, you just you just spark something in them. You just push their button that's showing them, you know what, you can do a little bit of work on your anger or your complaining or. or <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's very true. Like, I mean, I think there's the two there's those two you know, maybe on a spectrum, the resonance and the resistance. Yes. When something's coming into our, you know, um, awareness and we resonate like, oh yeah, this makes sense to me. This fits in, you know, and I'm curious. I want to hear more, learn more and keep going down this path. That's great. We're, we're learning and evolving. And when something hits that button and we just go into shutdown mode and say, oh, this is, you know, BS or whatever. And I don't want to hear anymore. There's something in that for us as well, too. Yes. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And and I, mean, I think. Sorry. I just said something to explore. Exactly. I, I, I love that. I love that uh, you mentioned curiosity uh, because that is about being open and ha- being open to have different kinds of experiences and, you know, not trying to guide the information that comes to us, like, you know, we learn so much from having experiences and, and as much from having experiences that might be deemed negative as you would from something that's positive. And yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, if you, if you have an experience where it's like, Ooh, that didn't work out at all. And it didn't feel so good. Like, you know, it's not really about we're like in society, we tend to worry that we're going to be a failure or we're going to fail. And that's, you know, somehow that's the end of the world. Um, but it's really not about that. It's about getting back up again. And what do you learn from that? And what do you take from that? And, and, you know, sometimes I think like, who are we to think that what we've done doesn't serve that person? Like, how do we know? We, we don't. Yeah. We, we only have this snippet of the picture in front of us and, and from our own perspective through our own lens. And, uh, we don't know what everything pulled together is all about especially from another person's perspective right it's really yes. our own journey and our own story that we need to um unravel <laughs> or, you know or to experience yes. whilst here um more than anything else really and i loved what you were saying there too about the oh gosh i'm gonna lose my train of thought it was right there um Oh, when you were just talking about how it's it's not so much about the fact that we maybe fall down or stumble or it, it doesn't come out the way we expected it to or, you know, as we would define as being successful. Yes. And I think that's a real key moment for the self-love practice because mm-hmm. it's easy peasy to love ourselves when we think we've just, you know, pulled something really great off or we feel like we were, you know, <laughs> like totally yes. messed up and just aced it, knocked it out of the park. And when we feel like we've screwed up or fallen down, um, that's sometimes a lot more difficult to practice that self-love in that moment. But I think that is key. It's just key 
in those moments to be able to do it. Yeah, I, that's that's very true. And I have a little saying that I like to use and, and I like to be playful and I like to have fun. So it lightens things up and it's like it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, we kind of maybe sometimes think like, oh, if I make a mistake, somebody's going to die or it's going to be the end of the world. And I and I think, you know, oddly enough, with my son passing away, I, I kind of was so fortunate to have that experience in in that from that came from me. Um, that's the you know, as a mom, my thought about that was that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And the day when I realized, you know what, I'm still alive. I'm still here. I still am who I am. That was an experience that I witnessed in my life, but it didn't happen to me. I, I'm not a victim of it. Yeah. That was yeah. monumental in terms of moving forward. So so I have that behind me, and, you know, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, that experience, but the learning that came from that, I want to share that so other people could borrow, borrow it, borrow some Absolutely. courage. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you, if anything too, right, I mean, in that kind of relationship with your child where you, you know, quite often we have that feeling that, we should, quote unquote, be able to keep them safe and protect them from yes. and stop anything like that from ever happening. That's right. And, and then realizing that we couldn't, we can't do it even there. You know, that's right. That's right. That's we right. We really have that kind of power and control even over the, the in the lives of the people we love most dearly. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it can be either, you know, liberating or terrifying. <laughs> Depending right. and, and we get to decide and 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 um you just to quickly add in you know what I wanted to say about the little fun way when I when I've stumbled or not done something properly I just really say to myself oops that was a slip in my magnificence yes <laughs> I love it and it makes me laugh every time um and and then that, that'll help me to get out of that place I mean not it's not like magic and all of a sudden oh I'm all happy about it it's it's more like oh right yeah this is a I'm climbing back up the hill again you know this yeah. is is what it is it's even that little giggle the, the moment of a giggle that you can provide for yourself even if you are feeling low or frustrated or whatever I think it just opens a sliver you know and yeah. then more light can get in through there you know Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. I love the way that you said that. That's gorgeous. Cindy, there is so much more I'd love to talk with you about. But before we close up for the day, I want people to know where they can find you. And then maybe what we can do is talk about you coming back again, because this was amazing. It was wonderful for me. I want to thank you for that energy session. As brief as it was, it was quite profound for me. So thank you very much for that. And let's let listeners know where you are. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. And I appreciate that. And I'm so happy that 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 was profound for you. Good job. Good work on your part. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So um, people, if you want to reach me, I have an email address and it's truevisioncindy at gmail.com. I'm updating my website right now, so it's not operational, but I do have um, a Facebook page, which is True Vision Coaching and Healing Arts. And I do have posts in there and I can receive emails there as well, too. Perfect. And I, I'm really, I love working with people. So if anything I've said is interesting to you, then I'd love to have a chat with you. Absolutely. And I know that you're going to have things, um, events and things like that coming up, things that you're, you're doing and people would be able to find out more information about that on Facebook, right? Or through emailing you as well. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Elizabeth. 
No problem. And just so everyone knows, too, I again, I will post the link to the replay of this show on my website at servingconsciously.com, where I will also include all of Cindy's contact information there, too. So you'll be able to find it and listen to our conversation again. And um, and seriously, Cindy, I really do want to talk with you about coming back on again, because oh, I think there's you. so much more that we could explore in relation to self-love. And, and um, you know, I, I have to say that for me, that's one of the areas that I've been focusing on quite um, intently over the last couple of years. And so it's, um, I find that if I go kind of with what's speaking to me the loudest in the moment, that that often has a lot of um, meaning and power for anybody who's listening as well. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again, Cindy, for being here. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in again today. Until next time, you've been listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and I can't wait to connect with you again soon. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to Serving Consciously with your host, Elizabeth Bishop. Consciously create your approach to work. Visit www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Join us on every second and fourth Friday at noon to continue rediscovering your passion. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rosé. Many bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets. And they're really cute, too. My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rosé. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Everybody loves honey glazed carrots. A great side dish for your springtime celebration and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! <laughs>